Welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. This is your host, Scott Wilson. Josh Ryan, welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Mate, I'm excited because, look, you're a young dude, um, and I just want to give some context for, for our listeners here. Uh, 54,000 viewers or followers on Instagram, uh, 67, nearly 68,000 followers on YouTube, uh, and just about to hit 10K on TikTok, man. This yeah. is pretty awesome stats, right? Cheers. I want to I want to get to this, though, because this is what I love. I love. I've read this quote that you wrote, and it says, I didn't go to university. I learned everything through trial and error, mentors, and Google. How good is that? Yeah, pretty much have to for social media. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Anything they're going to teach you is going to become outdated pretty quickly. So yeah, it's yeah. hard to get the specifics from university it all really comes from yeah. trialing it out and, and the cool thing is um i pretty much have done the same you know i didn't yeah. go to university or i've got i've got probably what eight people in here they've all got degrees some of them have got double degrees i've interviewed seven people this week for a new job and they've all had degrees all amazing people but they know nothing about digital yeah and and i think it's really cool so so what led you to, to want to get into the digital space like you're born and bred you're in nelson with denailing college so you're so good south islander um, what, what what got you excited about digital marketing and social media? Um, I mean, my parents have just always encouraged me to sort of like think a little bit differently, yeah. get out the box, try new things. When I was um, a kid, when I was nine years old, I had a vending machine. Was my Did you? first business, yeah, right. because I wanted to go watch Messi play for Barcelona oh, at um, no, football. Good. And I mean, so good. So could, where did you, where did you get the money to buy a vending machine? Who has money at nine to get a vending machine? Well, I pretty much bought a can of Coke and rung the number on the back of the Coke can three times a day for about two months. Really? <laughs> Till Coke <laughs> eventually rang up. Oh, good. Uh, and I lived in a small place called Golden Bay. Yeah, oh, uh, beautiful. And it was like off their map. Yep. So usually you'd have to pay like 50 grand a year for a contract. Yep. But it technically wasn't in any region. So it was free to have the vending machine as long as we stocked it with all their stuff. How good is that? Um, so that was pretty good. And then. So you just had to restock it and click the kick. Click the money. Yeah, pretty much. Brilliant. Um, and then a few years later, moved to Nelson, found out about social media and all of that when I was, I guess, 14, 15, and, yeah. and started playing around with an Instagram account that was like vision board sort of quotes, cool stuff like mm. that, that I'd learned from books, um, started reading books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that sort of stuff cool. there, and chucked it on Instagram. And I thought a good way to grow would be to ask someone with a lot of followers to promote my account. Yep. Um, and so I asked him and he's like, yeah, sure, but it'll be like $50. And I was like, wait, hang on a minute. <laughs> this guy was just posting quotes all day and, and he was getting paid like 50 bucks every wow. time he was posting. And I was like, he's just doing that from his phone and he's probably making a full-time income um, yeah. from anywhere. And I thought that was So did cool. you start thinking, hey, man, that's more than a vending machine? Like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was pretty cool. So I just went for it from yeah. there. Um, and so you were, did you have something similar to what he was doing or did you just go, oh, you know, I'm going to model that? You know um, I just saw him as he was sort of in a similar niche, but had way more followers. Like yeah. I probably had a couple hundred and he had like a couple hundred thousand. Oh, right. Um, so was that the Millionaire Dream, Dot Dream? Yeah. yeah. Nice. And so his account was, was Millionaire Mentor was the name nice. of it. Um, so I sort of modeled it off that. Brilliant. Um, and then, yeah, spent heaps of time just learning about it, joining different group chats. Yep. And, and then through that, you sort of learn about affiliate marketing and you nice. learn about drop shipping and, and doing yeah. all these things. So that's what properly got me into it. Nice. So so you've created a couple of, well, you've created a page and you've got it growing. And and obviously you start learning all these different ways. And were you just curious to learn? Like, was that the nature? Like, obviously, yeah. since a young person, you started, you know. 
yeah, always been curious. And so just probably too curious at that point because I tried yeah. everything. Like, yeah, yeah. like I'd, I'd do drop shipping for a couple of months, make a little bit of money, and yeah. then I'd see someone talking about affiliate marketing. So I'd jump in Brilliant. and do that. Yeah. And, and sort of did everything, which probably slowed the progress almost a little bit yeah. um, until I properly focused in, which would have been when I sort of left high school and sort of had to make yeah. it happen. Like, so so you were doing this you were doing this while you were at high school still? Yeah. yeah. And we, did you grow the vending machine thing at all or were you just – uh, so had to let go of that when we Moved left Golden Bay okay. um, because then all of a sudden we were in Nelson, which is like yeah. a, a region recognized by Coke. And oh, so yeah. you had to pay for, I can't remember how much it was, but it was a lot of money to yeah. pay to have like the contract for the area. Okay. Um, and I wasn't forking out the 50 or 60 or yeah, however yeah. much thousand it was. So, so did you make year. enough to, to get to get a trip to CMC? I eventually did. Yeah, yeah. nice. Um, that was 18. Oh, uh, good. I went to Spain. Nice. He actually broke his arm like three weeks before oh, the game oh, no. and wasn't going to play. And then yep. like the day before, it like miraculously recovered. So oh yeah, wow, it was pretty cool. That's awesome. I was in Miami um, a couple of weeks ago and he the first game of Inter-Miami yep. was the day I left. And if I'd known, I would have stayed for that. Yeah. But I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I went trying to get a, a shirt for my son. Couldn't get it. They were just sold out. It was complete yeah. messier mania over there. Like, yeah. it's just David Beckham's a smart businessman with yeah. what he's done there. It's pretty pretty cool. He's he's a But he's a real inspiration as far as the way he interacts with the fans and stuff like that, right? Yeah. He's, he's, you know. Pretty classy. Pretty classy individual. Yeah. So, Okay, you're 17, you leave school, and your parent, what are your parents going, look, are you starting it? Because I've kind of had this, my dad never knew what I was doing, you know? Like, yep. I've been involved in marketing, and he never really kind of got what I was doing. What are your parents thinking, or what, what are you having a conversation with? I'm, I'm leaving school, and I'm going to look after these pages. What are they What are they thinking? I don't think they fully understood what I was doing at the time, yep. but, like, they were sort of always very supportive of that stuff. Yep. Um, That's cool. And... Like I'd probably been making a couple thousand dollars a month up until that point. Yep. Um, so not quite like a full time income, yeah. but like sort of getting there. Yep. Um, and so I think from that they sort of my sort of plan was I'd give it a year, and if everything failed, then I could figure something else yeah, out yeah. and just be a year behind. Okay, good. My peers like yeah. it's not really a it's risk. It's not really a risk, is it? Like, I got no mortgage. Yeah. I got no career progression to worry about. Like nice. none of that. Yes. Yeah. Pretty low risk, pretty high potential. So, so did you start with a bit of a plan of what you were going to do then? Like, did you see okay, Instagram is growing here, um, and and thinking right, this is this is where I could help business owners with it yet? Were you looking at that far yet, or were you still just developing that page? So that page, I had quite a few. I had a few other pages at that yep. point, um, and and had a lot of followers. Like, I probably had close to a million followers cool. between them. Wow, um, and. Like I'd sort of touched on earlier, I'd sort of jump between a lot of different ways of making money yep. from it. Yep. Like you'd sell promotions or you could create dropshipping stores, selling yep. like physical products. And so I realized when I left school, I was pretty good at growing, but I didn't really know how to make money I'm off it. So I sort of worked with clients that were the reverse. So they yep. had like a business and they yep. knew what they were up to. Cool. Um, and so all I had to do was help them grow. Nice. And then they'll be making lots of money. And yeah. so that's probably where the income started growing was when I started doing that. Nice. Partnered with. That's cool, right? So you noticed what you were good at. No, you saw your your skill was this and partnered with other people who had a skill, uh, another skill. This is yeah. you know, this perfect entrepreneurial model, right? Yeah. Like, um, and, and I can tell you business owners are thirsty for someone to come along and help them in this space, right? So yeah. So that's awesome. So so and I and I noticed you started getting invited to go and speak in certain places and, and what sort of stuff were you starting to share there? 
Uh, it was pretty much just Instagram growth. Yep. So I got to go and speak at an event in Bali, which was pretty cool. Yeah. That was like on the way back from Europe after uh, being in Spain. Cool. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Got to speak there. I was 18 and very, very nervous. <laughs> but that was the first time I'd like yeah, spoken yeah. on stage. Yeah. Wow. Um, That's cool. Yeah. And that was just through uh, another Kiwi guy, actually, yep. um, who had a, had a company and, and they had an event in Bali and wanted Brilliant. a bunch of speakers on different topics and he knew I knew Instagram. So That's awesome. Yeah. Worked out well. And and so so was that the first time you've ever spoken about your subject matter, like in, in person? like Pretty much, yeah. I think yeah. I did one little um, speech at like the local Polytech, NMIT, nice. in Nelson, cool. um, for like 20 people or something. What did um, you learn? It was probably just gaining confidence, to yeah. be honest, of like actually having doing it. Yeah. Like, again, was very, very nervous. Yeah. Was pretty introverted, I guess, yeah. despite what I do for yeah. a job. It, it, that, and that's an interesting thing, right? Because a lot of people who are doing stuff online, they are introverted. They like getting behind the computer and doing things, yeah. even though they might have their face to the cameras and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. At the same time, you know, they are introverted. They'll probably, they don't, do you like networking? Around the right people, definitely. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, if I went, I don't know, if I went to a party or something like that, I'd probably get kind of bored, to be honest. But like, yeah. if, if I'm around a bunch of people who do similar stuff, whether it's yeah. sports or business or yeah. or whatever it might be, then can can sit there for days on end. Yeah. and talk about it. What is what are like so so what have been some of the biggest learnings that you've had since like leaving school and because you've started a business really early, right? Obviously, yeah. You know that's that. So what are some of the big things you've taken away from from that in this short time? How old are you now? Uh, 23. Yeah, so it's about six years since you've left school, yeah. seven years? Yeah, coming up yeah. six years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what have what have you learned so far? I'd say a big one is, and I'm still trying to get, well, still trying to apply it myself, is probably just focusing on mm -hmm. like one one or two things yeah. and just going all in on them. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty easy, especially in the online world, like there's so many shiny objects yeah. that can grab your attention. Totally. Like you might be awesome at, at Facebook ads and then you see like TikToks taking off and so everyone just jumps across and jumps on that or yeah. you see people talking about crypto and then all of a sudden you'll yeah. buy some crypto um, <laughs> and just trying to just focus entirely on yeah. how you can do your thing yep. really, really well um, because I guess I probably thought at times if if you can do everything, you'll, you'll do well, but yeah. you can be very good at running Facebook ads for plumbers and make millions of dollars from just that doing niche. that one thing yeah. if you do yeah. it really, really well. Yeah. Yeah, I met some guys in in Miami, and they just look after roofers. Yeah, and and they have just sold part of their business to an equity firm for a lot of money, and it's like roofers. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hang on, you know, that, yeah. that, that's pretty cool. Okay, so so focusing, and and so is that is that something now that you're just being disciplined with? How are you like? Yeah, I think it's just um, it's just learning to say no to more yeah. things. To be honest, like nice. I think especially as you build an audience organically you can reach a, a like quite a wide group of people like it's not as narrow as, as targeted yeah. ads and yeah. so you all of a sudden get these opportunities to work with like a music artist and then maybe yeah. an athlete and all yeah. these different people but trying yeah. to focus on like a specific group or a, yeah. a specific yeah business or even things like just turning down sponsorships because it takes too much effort to try and yeah think about how you can plan out a sponsored video and all of that yeah. where you might get a grand or a couple thousand dollars yeah in return to just 
do your thing really, really well yeah. and monetize it your own way. And I think that's really important to know that. It's the same with the podcast. I've been asked a few times, hey, I'd love to sponsor you. And I'm like, well, I don't want to sponsor. Yeah. And they're like, well, why wouldn't you want? And it's like, because you want to change something. I'll yeah. have to do something. And I'm not, I want, it's my ship, you know, like I want to have good conversations with business owners yeah. and not have to worry about someone else. And we get plenty of business off the back of it. But yeah. it comes our way, not their way, you know? So Exactly. And you'd need then to get approval, like make sure it's right, make yeah. sure you say it in the right yeah. way. And you might have to say it in a way that you feel like is too salesy that your audience isn't going to like. Yeah. And then it just throws in all this complication. Yes. And I, and I don't like listening to podcasts where they have like five minutes at the start yeah. of, hey, come and buy my stuff. And it's like, no, thanks. Yeah. Okay. So so discipline and learning to say no. What else have you what else have you been learning? Have you learned along the way? starting to get better now at delegating work out yeah. and so cool. trying to figure out like what i can do best and then how to how to delegate the rest of it yeah um, nice. so it started out just with you know hiring contractors online to, yep. to help with small things here yeah, and there uh, and now i've got a couple of people that are pretty much full-time like editing cool. well done man editing content um all remote uh, yep. and so learning that's been really helpful because then it can free up my time to do again what i do best what you do best um yeah yeah, that delegation side of things is really, really important. I always remember, you know, uh, a client of mine who's become a friend. He's saying, you know, Scott, if you want to be promoted, then you have to be replaced. You know, yeah, you have to you have to build systems inside your business so that someone else can come along and do those jobs for you. Yeah, and and it, and at the time, I was like, hmm, didn't really get it. But as you got got older, I kind yeah. of understand. And as you have more people working for you. Um, side note that you must tell the young people though that they're not being replaced. Okay, so because yeah. they <laughs> thought they were getting replaced. Yeah, yeah but um, moving up, doing the next. So, next so, thing. so you started to grow a team. That's pretty cool, right? Like that's a that's a, yeah. another evolution of your business. Yeah. And and so, what is your what have you started learning about uh, hiring people? Probably the big one is like setting expectations and creating systems to to get results. Like mm. you can't just send them a video and expect them to edit it perfectly and yeah. put it out there perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't just a lot of a lot of the stuff in the past I've probably just had in my head and just done. Yeah. And just it's just natural for me. Yeah. But learning how to turn that into a system that someone else can follow has probably yeah. been really important. Yeah. And and being able to set expectations with those people. And just yeah, trying to give them your vision um, yeah. with their skills can be sometimes. Yeah. I remember like when we first started working, we had my SEO business, um, working with the Filipino team. Yeah, and one of them, we asked one of them to <laughs> literally, um, one of the guys had a birthday, and we said, "Can you go and get a birthday cake? And can you yeah. put this on the birthday cake?" And it was yeah. like, um, "Please put happy birthday on the birthday cake." So they wrote. <laughs> <laughs> on the birthday cake yeah and it was like oh man they are it's, you know some people just see literally what you yeah. tell them is what they should do so yeah setting expectations and being really really clear um yeah how do you get on with systems and processes is that natural to you like not really to no. be honest yeah. um just learning that and maybe that's because i haven't really been in like i've never worked a normal job so yeah. like i haven't yeah, seen true. the systems and that that other people have put in place so like yeah. i'm sort of trying to figure it out as I go yeah. and, and learn from, I guess, YouTube, books, uh, podcasts, all of that stuff there. But, yeah, learning it as I go. I think that's an interesting one you just mentioned there, like you've no, a normal job, you know, like what is normal these days, yeah. you know. And it's really interesting. So we hired a girl last year um, to come on and do TikToks and Reels. Yeah. And, and, like, we kind of thought about it, like, 
man, this has never been done before as far yeah. as like you, you've, you've studied and you've gone to university and all this sort of stuff and you have this expectation of this job you're going to get. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're applying for a job <laughs> to do TikToks and Reels. <laughs> and it's like, man, like I, I never thought, you, you just don't think that that would be a job, right? And yeah. I think that's the coolest thing there is, you know, you, you can do things like the world's changed, right? And, yeah. and the demand for those skills has changed, right? So so that's the cool thing about it as well, right? It's, yeah. You know, you don't actually have to go out and become a whatever, you know, yeah. people tell you to be. Oh, you can, you know, pick up a camera and talk about something you're really passionate about mm. and interested in and build an audience around that and make a yeah. full-time income through yeah. TikTok or, or whatever, which didn't exist yeah. five years ago. Yeah, this is it's real crazy. Cool. And, and I think that's the, I guess, the challenge as well, you know, because because there are so many options. Yeah. Um, and we'll definitely talk about technology uh, in this chat because I know you'll have some ideas about AI and all that sort of stuff. So really, you went to the, you've gone to the University of Life, uh, but also the University of YouTube. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. How crazy is YouTube, right? Like it's a uh, amazing. Know, <laughs> it's amazing when you when you I look back over time and um, had my search engine optimization business and we bought that and sold or built it up and sold it. We didn't really do too much with YouTube, but what we figured out really early is you could rank video real fast. Yeah. Like it was because, and it was because Google had it, right? Like Google had had it and they just, you know, you, you could get in there and it was, but it, it's it's a definitely evolved over time. I'd love to have a, a bit more in-depth chat about that, uh, about YouTube with you. But before that, I just want to get into, like, from a, where do you see marketing for business owners, like you obviously you're a, you, on your profile, you say you're a content marketer. Um, where do you see marketing right now for for bricks and mortar business owners? You know, people that are whacking and cracking, doing their daily stuff. We don't do heaps with brick and mortar at the moment. Okay, um, a lot of the people we're working with are like entirely online. Okay, um, or selling worldwide. Although yep. I think in general probably a lot of what you guys are doing as well here is, is just going to be like getting your face in front of your audience and customers yeah. more like that personal branding side of it mm. like even if you're a local real estate agent just yeah. getting your face out there creating some tiktoks that might be explaining what's happening in certain yeah. areas or what's happening in the market or giving away some actionable advice yeah. and tips so people get a lot of free value from you and, and learn a lot of stuff and then when they need to buy a house like who are they going to go to? Probably yeah. the person that they've watched a bunch of tips on how to improve the price of your property yeah. or three best restaurants in an area, like these sorts of things. Yeah. Um, so you come quite natural to that though. Like a real estate agent that's been doing this for, you know, 20 years, they just don't see that. They don't see it as this is what yeah. you should do, right? What, what, do you, what, do you, what do you say to those types of people? Like, Because I think it's a big thing, you know, like – a lot of people are like they're, they're missing a massive opportunity, and I yep. think the opportunity, and you can agree or disagree with me, but the opportunity here is to stay relevant, and I think that's one of the biggest fears. If because if you don't, if you don't put yourself out there and you don't put some content out there and you don't look at the camera and you don't promote yourself this way, you're going to become irrelevant pretty quickly, right? Like like other right. other people can come in and quickly take over your market share. And yeah. they're not going to, obviously, they're not going to completely take your business, but but they are going to get the new business. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, definitely. I think the benefit of content is it just allows you to do it quicker. Like if you're yeah. in any sort of professional services, whether it's real estate, mortgage advisor, any sort of services, mm -hmm. lawyers, 
I guess you like you need a high level of trust with people to actually yeah. want to work with you. And so you can do that one like one by one is obviously great. If you meet yeah. someone, you, you you get a good result with them. Yeah, they like working with you. They tell their friends. But yeah, you could also create one video that can then get a hundred views a day yeah. for the next year yeah. on YouTube, telling people, you know, what to what to look out for when signing a contract. Yeah, uh, and that gives a lot of value. And then two years after someone watched that, they choose to work with you because they're gonna buy a house or they need help with a contract. Yeah. And that video you you spent 10 minutes creating for TikTok once. Yeah. You spent an hour producing a YouTube video and then every day it's, it's generating trust consistently yeah. for you and your business. You make a good point there, you know, and, and, and look, let's just say it's not 100 people a day. Let's say it's 10 people a day. How, how – you know, how often would you would you want to talk to 10 people a day in yeah. your business? You know, you'd, exactly. you'd do that, right? If you want to grow your business, you'd want to talk to 10 people, yeah. right? And all of a sudden, and I think this is some of the value that people, and maybe we can talk about this, is the the, the, the underlying value of creating content is leverage, right? And, yeah. And so, so it, it might start with 10, it might start with 10, but then it goes to 20, and then it goes to 30. Yeah. And I, and I know from the advertising world and the marketing world, things always start off slow. Um, but they gain momentum over time, yeah. and all of a sudden, you know, those views stack up. And you, and but at the same time, you it's ten, and you should be grateful for ten. Yeah, exactly. You know? I think I think it was I think it was a, I was watching your um, video the other day, and a guy was talking about a lawyer in Australia, and he started creating videos. Yeah, and his most watched YouTube video uh, was about whether it was legal or not to drive in jandals. Yeah, in Australia, and yeah. people would watch it every day because that yeah. was what people were typing in and wanting yeah. to know. And and I thought that was really really <laughs> yeah. interesting, right? Yeah. And you'd you'd never you'd like at least you create that video, you're never going to know that that's going to become the hit, yeah. right? And exactly. He gets business from from people wanting to know that sort of stuff, right? Yeah, it's it's powerful. It's it's so powerful. Like with like when it comes to my business, if someone's watched my content on YouTube, and then they want to work with me. Like, I don't have to sell at all. Like, it g genuinely, like, they're already sold yeah. on working with me. Yeah. All I have to do is sort of figure out what they need, if we can help them, and then, like, tell them the price. And it's pretty much, like, no one says no, yeah. realistically, because unless they really can't afford it, like, yeah. the trust is already there. Yeah. Because they've watched a ton of my content. Yeah. They've got free stuff that's helped them. Yeah. And so are they going to choose to pay a little bit more to work with me, or are they going to choose the person they've no idea who it is? Exactly. And I think this is the thing, like, as a business owner, this is the opportunity you have. Yeah. It's kind of like, I always say, look, if, if the newsreader, look, and I don't watch the news, but if the newsreader come in and sat in, and you're in, a, in an airport and the newsreader came over and sat in there in that chair, people would be looking at them constantly, right? Because yeah. they, people who watch the news see that person every day. It yeah. becomes that effect, right? And the same opportunity you have here with creating your own content, right? People yeah. see you and they watch you and they want to consume your content if it's good content. Yeah. You know? I've got a thing around quality versus quantity, and I want to talk to you about this. So some people have to see a quantity of of, of content, and then some people only have to see one or two pieces. Yeah. How, how do you get around, like, like from a mindset perspective, how did you get around that at the start? Because you would have created content at the start and there would have been no one watching, right? And oh, yeah. yeah. So how did you, how, at a young age, how did you get your mindset around that? Because I know people here will be watching this, will be stuck on this topic. You know, they, yeah. they, they've created some videos and they want to know why it's not working. Yeah. You know? So where did, how did you get around that? 
a lot of my early growth on social media accounts was like pages that didn't have my face on it. So there okay. might have been like a, a travel page or a page that was like motivational quotes or, yep. or stuff like that. And so by the time that I was putting my face on stuff and like creating, say, the YouTube videos, okay. I already had like a stack of results behind me. Nice. So sort of less, okay. like I could create a video like how I gained 100,000 followers. Yeah, true. And it might not go viral and do really well, but I was probably less worried about it at yeah. the time. Yeah, because you'd already had those results. Yeah, which, so, which helped. Yeah. But I think just that adoption of like you just sort of have to do it. Like just making it a habit yeah. to, to yeah. put out stuff. Yeah. And if no one watches it, like no one watches it. Uh, it's obviously not very nice. <laughs> um, but just making it a habit because if you, if you stick at it long enough, like eventually it's going to work. Yeah. Like if yeah. you just stick at it and become marginally better each time, it, it, it is eventually. And I think that's the key too, is just becoming better at it, you know, yeah. like learning, as you say, you know, you watch more videos, you get in some groups, you hear and listen to some stuff, you get yeah. a few tips here, a few tips there, and you just keep stacking that, you know, and not quitting. Would you say you're really persistent? Is that one of your traits? Like you've got that kind of, I'm going to make this work? Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, that's pretty much what's helped me. I've made probably every mistake there is in the book to make when it yeah. comes to like <laughs> social media yeah. and that stuff there. I've had pages that, have not grown. I've had ones that have flopped. I've had I've been scammed many, many yeah. times. I've yeah. had pages hacked through not necessarily my own fault, but like not understanding how to protect yourself against that. Like yeah, yeah. Everything that could go wrong has probably gone wrong. And it's only through figuring out everything that doesn't work that I've probably like yeah, eventually yeah. it wasn't a quick, like, you know, no. overnight thing. Yeah. You stumble into. But the cool thing there is you stay in the queue, right? Because yeah. a lot of people get out of the queue. Well, a great saying from Jim Rome, how do you get the front of the buffet queue? <laughs> and he just says, it's like, stay in the queue. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, too many yeah. people get out, right? Yeah. You get out, oh, go over here and do that, or come over here and do this. Well, just stay in the queue. Yeah. Be prepared to get those knocks, prepared to get those failures, and, and keep keep the eye on the price. What did you, um, where do you think you got your persistence from? Was it for, like just, did you get it from sport, or did you get it from your parents? Because a lot of people, this is the probably the thing that lets them down is they're just not that persistent. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like definitely from mum and dad as well. Like they've always always worked hard at what they've done and they've tried to instill that um, in me and my brother. Um, and sports. Like I've always played a ton of sports growing yeah. up. Team sports? Um, pretty much everything. Yeah, I mean, nice. <laughs> my primary school, there was like 80 kids. Uh, and yeah, so about 10 per year group. Yeah. Which means you've got about five boys. So when it comes to like the rugby team, the yeah. football team, the cross-country team, it's all the same people. So you yeah. just play everything. <laughs> everything. Um, so, yeah, lots of team sports, a um, few individual sports, mostly football and, and yeah. cycling were probably the main Bring two. Um, hence your love and Messi, right? Yeah, exactly. And I was – people wouldn't really believe it now, but I was tiny growing up yeah. um, and, like, until about 17. And so being, like, a really short, skinny kid, like, Messi was, yeah, yeah. Uh, like – Idol, because oh, like, yeah, well, like five, he's tiny yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and still so much better than everyone else. So good place, yeah, yeah, he's definitely the goat. Yeah. Hey, so, so let's uh, let's look at the NOK Instagram because I know a lot of business owners love uh, well, they look at social media and they're like, how, the, how do we work this out? How do we actually, for a lot of, for a lot of, like, you know, for a lot of our clients, that's why they pay us, right? To, yeah. to help them with their social media and help them with their content creation. Um, you know, so, so Instagram, because you're, you, you know, you are an expert in Instagram and you're an expert in YouTube and we'll talk about the both of them. But what are some practical things that, say, a business owner could do? You know, like what, are, what can they do to help them, you know, grow their account, get more business from that account and just get more exposure for them? So, 
Everyone, I mean, everyone's probably been told to like create good content, create more yeah. content. Like that, that's pretty sort of goes without saying, I guess. So probably don't want to dwell when on you, that. When you talk about good content, though, what is good content? Like, what's good content? Like, just think about who you're trying to reach. Like, yeah. who are you trying to serve with your content? Like, yeah. who's the customer you're trying to get after? And like, yeah. how can you create something that's going to be of yeah. interest yeah. to them and actually help them with a, a, a micro problem that they sort okay. of have? Well, let's go to an example. Let's say we are a Thai company. And we sell tires. Yeah. And we want to grow our Instagram account. What are we what are we doing now? And we we sell tires to um mainly people with, you know, like I guess that nicer vehicle type of type yeah. scenario. So but what, what what would you see? What's a micro problem that they might have? So people with nicer vehicles, like you're yeah. probably looking at you might give away some tips on how to like maintain your vehicle. Yeah. Nicer. You might nice. give away some some videos of like you know, little things you can do each month to to make sure it's not going to have. I mean, I'm not much of a car guy, so I probably can't get too specific into what yeah. could go wrong with it. Yeah, yeah. But like, look at all the little things there. Maybe how to clean it nicer, things yeah. like that. Uh, and and get into a lot of like, just think about what these nice car owners are going to do. Mm. Um, maybe it's even down to like, if if these nice car people go for like a Sunday drive, like you know, nice spots you can go for yeah. a drive. Nice uh, tips on how to handle it better, so maybe you don't burn through the tires as quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, maybe counterintuitive if you're trying to sell more tires, but... No, but builds um, trust. Yeah, And exactly. tires are going to get worn out anyway, so... Um, yeah, so little tips on that. Like, yeah, so so looking at, okay, what, who the who the my ideal target is and then looking at some of the problems they might have or some of the things they might want to know and then creating content based on that. Yeah, yep, okay. that's pretty much what we've focused on is a yep. lot of, like, educational stuff. Like, you can also get into the sort of story side of things where yep. you might introduce some of your employees and stuff like that and, yeah. and do that sort of content. Nice. Um, a lot of stuff we've done is, is educational sort yep. of based, so like tips and tricks and products you might want to use, products you might want to avoid. Nice. Um, you can go with it both ways, like things you should do, things you shouldn't do. Yeah, nice. Uh, you can even do maybe review some different cars that you got that might be of interest because if someone's really into their cars, they might enjoy watching like a short review of, of different cars you might have in the shop. Yep. Uh, there's a, a lot of ways you can sort of take that. Yeah. Um, okay, so that would create good content, right? Yeah. So we've solved that issue. Yeah. Easy. And then the second one, like that you want to do, which is really big, probably specifically Instagram, Facebook, and, and LinkedIn, is going to mm. be like the community aspect of things. Mm -hmm. So like find other pages that are performing well in your area. Might have absolutely yep. nothing to do with your business, but they might just have, like if you're targeting people here in Christchurch, it might be a page about Christchurch and you might yeah. follow that page and then when they post stuff, you might just, you know, drop a comment on drop there. Drop a comment in there. Get in front of those people. Yeah. Uh, a, the person who's posting that content is going to see it, but also their audience is going to see okay, it. Okay, cool. It's just a free way that you can show yeah. up in front of all of those people and then slowly one by one build up uh, more of an audience. More of an audience. I saw a good thing the other day a guy was talking about, he was talking about the, um, was it CPR? Um Method so comment. I think I saw that same push reel. Yeah. and reply. Yeah. I thought it was really good. Like it's real yeah. simple, right? So go and comment. Go and spend like five minutes, whatever, commenting on people, yeah. and then do a post. And then when anyone comes back and reply, uh, replies on yours, make sure you reply, right? Yeah. I thought it was real, 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 like kind of cool, simple thing to do, right? Yeah. And it's probably something you know, we all don't do enough of is com going commenting on other people's yeah. things, right? So, so I thought it was really easy to understand. Yeah, and if you do a good job of that, like they're going to reciprocate <clears throat> that for you as well. So so like if you're commenting, if you know, you're commenting on a bunch of other pages, some of them are gonna then follow your stuff and comment back on yours because yeah. 
they appreciate your support and yeah. it's going to help you within the algorithm when you're getting yeah. more and more people comment on your stuff. Um, and it's just all around a great strategy, yeah. just building that community. And that works really well, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, especially the likes of LinkedIn as well because, like, if other people comment on your stuff, I don't know LinkedIn that well, but it, it allows you to reach their audience. Yeah. Same as Facebook. Yeah. Like, if I comment on the local tyre stores post, like the people who are friends with me will see that as yeah. well. Yeah. So that tyre store gets more exposure. Yeah, and I, and I think the more you can keep some of those, especially on LinkedIn, if you can keep those posts and those comments going, yeah. you know, so, you know, th- replying but asking then another question, Yeah, you know, um, getting people's opinions and stuff back in really does help it as well. Yeah. It's an, it's an interesting one. A lot of these platforms aren't giving you as much reach as they used to, though. You know, like I think that's something that's, you know, obviously uh, they're in the business to make money. Yeah. You know? So so I noticed uh, something the other day you were talking about how how the algorithm's changing. You know? Yeah. How do you keep up with all that sort of knowledge? Like oh, you must have watched a, uh, a webinar or a video from one of the founders or how did you how do you educate yourself there? A lot, like, uh, like that specific video came from um, something that the CEO of Instagram put out. Yeah. Um, but then a lot of it also just comes from trial and error because some of the stuff that they say, a lot of the time, these social media platforms have to be pretty corporate with the way they put yep. together some of their videos. Yep. They have to sort of say some things are a certain way when not really are. Okay. Um, they sort of have to. I mean, it's a bit like politicians, like they sort of yeah. have to gloss over yeah. and then sort of make it sound good. They can't always admit what's actually yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, so part of it's from that, part of it's from just doing it. But the other thing is, and, and this is something that I probably say a little bit on <laughs> some of my platforms, is with those videos, sometimes I try and put them out because the algorithm might only slightly change. Yep. But I want to then like tell people the actual truth of like what's going to help them because oh, a lot no, of people no. will make up stuff like oh yeah. the algorithm's changed and if you post like a I see it all the time like post a four point seven second video with this trending audio yeah and these specific hashtags and it's going to go viral yeah and that stuff's just not really yeah. accurate like yeah. I try and just share That's the cool. fundamentals yeah because um, I always look at the other trending stuff and I go oh, I don't have time for that like, yeah like seriously like if it's that if it's that hard yeah <laughs> I'm out I'm going back to yeah. You know, um, if it's that important to be vi- that viral, you know. So, so okay. So that's cool. So you actually just sharing from your experience what's working, you yeah. know, and, and getting in there. Um, what else would you would you? So you've you've you know creating good content. You've got good you know building your community. Um, and I think a community on social media is important, right? Yeah. Like you've, you've, you've definitely, that's one thing I've noticed, like you've definitely created a really good community. Um, and so on Instagram, I noticed that you do, you know, you, you post stories, uh, you post reels, but you also do a lot of um, kind of carousel type posts with yep. some really good content. Has that really helped you um, over the years grow grow those accounts? Yeah, the, the carousel stuff massively outperforms reels on mm. my personal account yeah um some clients are different where the, their reels are better um i've got a good designer that makes those carousels so yeah. a lot of the time they'll repurpose my youtube content or yeah. or sometimes look at what i might have said in a podcast or something like that and turn it into that yeah uh, or sometimes i just write them yeah uh, that's massively up from reels yeah and so that's like probably another good thing for people to think about is yeah. Everyone sort of hammers home like you have to create reels, but yeah. you should also look at like just experiment different things out. Yeah, maybe you you write tweets and that's your best format of creating content, and then you can screenshot those and put them on Instagram. Yeah, maybe you're awesome on video, so create reels. Yeah, uh, maybe you're an amazing designer, so like lean into 
whatever's working best for you. Okay. Um, I still like to, even though the carousels get more reach, I still mm. like to have the reels because I think when you can get your face on video yeah. uh, and people can hear your voice, like the yeah. trust levels yeah. is just massive. Yeah. Um, so even though they're not getting a ton of reach, it's good for like nurturing yeah. people. Yeah. Um, which I think is really, really important as well. It's not all about going viral. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's talk about some of the success stories you've had then with, with some of your clients. Like what have you been able to help them achieve? You know, let's look at Instagram first because um, I think it, that always gives some good context to, to to you know, if you can help other people, you can obviously help yourself, but can you help yeah. other people? What sort of some of the things that you've, you know, you're proud of when it comes to working with clients? Uh, we helped one, <clears throat> and this was probably like second or third client that we worked with back in 2018 when I just sort of started and we helped him go from like 50k followers uh, to half a million in wow. like 15 months. Wow, uh, that's cool. And it was pretty much all through influencer marketing. Yep. Um, and so he was he's like in the business space. He runs um, he runs ClickFunnels. I don't know if you've used yeah, them before. Oh, um, ClickFunnels. And so we just take his content and we're just reposting. Was that Russell? Ton, yeah. Oh, nice, man. On awesome. a ton of big accounts. Yep. And just pushing people back to his stuff. Awesome. Um, and so we're just hammering growth and then they were converting that into into sales because uh, that's what they do. Yeah, yeah. That's what their whole company's based around. Yeah, machines. Um, and so that was a pretty big one. Uh, we've had a few few cool people that we've worked with that we've helped them sort of do some, not quite to that extent. That yep. was probably definitely the biggest one. Yeah. Um, they had lots to throw at it and, and wanted to go real aggressive with things. I think um, the cool thing there though as well is like, you know, you don't actually have to have those massive accounts to get business out of these platforms either, right? Yeah. You know? Um, what do you, what's your take on advertising on these platforms? Because obviously, especially like Instagram now, there's more ads, you know? Yep. Um, there's, you know, you showed in that your video where – you know, there might might be less um, spots for content to get seen, right? Because yeah. there's more ads. So, do, do you do a mix of that when it comes to you know the, the organic and, and the advertising? It's not something I've done lots of in the past. So, like I've done the influencer side of things yeah. a lot many years ago. Yeah. It's not something that I haven't done much influencer work recently. Uh, but it is definitely something that starting to learn and lean more into now. Yeah. Um, because I think if you can do both, sort of. Create content that would work well organically, yeah. um, like those educational videos or useful content. And then if you can put ad spend behind yeah. it to just speed up those results, yeah. which I think is what you guys do yeah. with, with your work. Yeah, um, that's, and that's like, we've seen, awesome. you know, you get good content, but then you amplify it. Like yeah. basically all you're doing is multiplying um, your assets, you know, yeah. Yeah, and, and, so, and that's a form of leverage. Influencer marketing is really interesting. I saw a guy post something the other day, like he said – Influencer marketing is near near the end, and he said because yep. we've had celebrity we've had celebrity influencers, yep. we've had um, micro influencers, and now we have nano influencers. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, there's no where, where do you go from after being a nano influencer, right? Yeah. It's like there's nothing left, you know. Yeah. Um, what's your take on? Because obviously, influencer marketing has worked and still does work. What's your take on influencer marketing? Yeah, mean, that was a guy in a suit. Hey? I feel like we've yeah. got the same like reels yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that we're getting um, getting pushed to. Uh, I think, I don't know, I've, I've always sort of felt the word influence is a little bit interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how I feel about it um, in, in some sense. I wouldn't go, wouldn't work with like someone that's an influencer for the sake of in, being an influencer. Yeah. Like there's just sort of yeah. like posting about themselves. Yeah. I So in the past when we did a lot of work, we weren't working with like big names. We'd work with like niche-based pages. Yep. So they might post nice. lots of 
vegan cooking recipes and yeah. then you'd partner with like someone that might be a, a vegan personal trainer and then you'd get them to promote that person and nice. so they could have like half a million followers but you might only pay like a hundred dollars nice because there's no like name behind it name behind it whereas if you worked with a person who had half a million followers yeah you're paying for that like celebrity endorsement yeah. almost nice um nowadays don't do as much of that because there's like so many of those pages yeah, that sort yeah. of waters, it, waters down. it down but working with creators so like someone that's known for something yep works really really effectively nice. um and I guess I sort of see both sides of that because with my YouTube channel, like we will have brands reach out to us. Yeah. And like we've done brand deals with with people where we'll just create like a short tutorial and that can generate thousands or tens of thousands of dollars cool. in revenue for them. And so if you are a company that focuses, I don't know what to, to pick on, but um, if you find a creator who creates educational content in your space yep. and then you can pay them to talk about this to talk about your stuff. Okay. That that's where I'd be going. Nice. Um so people that have like a, a bit more depth to their content. Yeah. Uh not just like pretty selfies or cool travel photos. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like some some real depth to what they're doing. Nice. Yeah, look at it because it is interesting. And we, we, we get approached when our you know, certain clients will come and say, Oh, we want to start using influencers and we'll go, Yeah, cool. Okay, let's look at who they're gonna use. And we're like, No, you can't we don't want to that's not yeah. right. And and because you start one thing I've already always learned from marketing and it's because I read like Dan Kennedy and all those guys yeah. over there on those books and, and Russell is you got to test and measure, right? Yeah. And whenever we talk about test and measuring to influencers, they're like <laughs> they don't want. To, they don't want to know yeah. about it, right? They don't yeah. want to actually want to go. They just want to be paid for what they. And it's like, well, hang on, we don't actually know if your reach is there, you know. Yeah. Like, and you can kind of see that maybe it's not. They got an early, and maybe, yeah. So, so do you see that side of it as well? Yeah, definitely. And because and sometimes in those situations, you are you're not paying for the audience. You're almost paying for like the celebrity endorsement. Yeah. Endorsement, like. I don't know if it's like a rugby player that's got 20,000 followers. Yeah. Like maybe 80% of what you're paying them is because they play for the Crusaders yeah. and you can stick that logo on your website. Yeah. And then maybe 20% is the audience. Yeah. And if you're trying to do influencer marketing, I, I don't think that's really the way to go. Like that's good if you want to have like your celebrity endorsement. But yeah. you've got to sort of figure out like, are you trying to get a ton of sales from this person or are you trying to put someone on your on your website and say that this person uses your stuff yeah um is probably what you got to figure out because generally they're just going to use it when they're getting paid yeah more, right so exactly yeah so you, you've actually got to be a bit more strategic with it and i think that's where we come in and go hey actually, let's be a bit more strategic about this yeah and let's you know make sure it's it's working because at the end of the day every dollar you pay someone uh, you got to get that money back, right? And yep. um, let's look at that. Okay, so I think you've given some really good practical stuff there with uh, with Instagram. Um, let's talk about because I know this is a, you really love um, this, and this is YouTube. So because and I've started to see you've really started to take off putting your content on YouTube. Um, let's talk about YouTube because the deal people will start going. Well, what's a short? You know. Yep. Um, so let's talk about let's talk about videos on YouTube. Let's talk about shorts. Let's talk about lives, and let's talk about playlists and and some practical tips that a business owner could use to to actually you know get more content in front of people when it comes to YouTube. So the big one is definitely going to be search, and that's where sort of YouTube stands out from other social media platforms. Mm -hmm. Is that ability for people to search for your content? Yep. Like you're talking about that lawyer in Australia mm -hmm. who like talked about getting out of. Can you drive with jandals? Sandals, like yeah. something like that. You could create that and five years later, people are still watching it. Yeah. You don't really get that with a reel or with TikToks. No. Like it might do well for a few days. It might, if you're lucky, do well for like a few weeks or a month. Yep. But on YouTube, you can create something 
that is like boring, but people want to search for, like yeah. explaining, you know, how to do something. Mm. Um, might be a really mundane thing, but heaps of people are searching for it. Yeah. And so your video can then rank up the top and you can just stack up these videos. Yeah. So I think that would be really useful for a lot of business. So if you're looking at your, let's say your topic, it's then, okay, what are the frequently asked questions? What are the should ask questions? What are the common questions you get in creating videos that way? Exactly. Then, yep. Yeah. Even if it's just a way to cut down, even, yeah, even if you purely look at it as a way to cut down on the time you spend explaining simple things, yeah. because every time someone asks you a question, you answer it and then you create like a two minute video for YouTube. Mm. And you post it on YouTube, and the next time someone asks you, you can send them that video, yeah, which explains it in depth, yeah. And then you have that added That's benefit of other people mm. who have no clue who you are, who are looking for the same question, yeah. And they stumble across your video, and then they watch that, and yeah. then they might watch another one, and then they might watch another, another one, another one, yeah. And then they're ten minutes in, and they've, they've learned lots of stuff from you. And so when they're going to work with a business in your category, they already know, like, and trust you, yeah. which is like the main struggle for a lot of businesses. I was talking about, I uh, talking to a client the other day about this, and she said she'd been watching um, these videos, and I thought it was really interesting. And then she goes, "Oh, and then I bought this book, and now, now I'm doing this seminar." And yeah. I was like, "How cool!" You know, exactly. like, like yeah. she and she was raving about it, right? And I thought yeah. it was really, really cool. But, but that's how the game works, right? Exactly. Once people are interested. Uh, you've given them what they want, and then they go further and further and further um, down. So, what? So, what's what's a short then like? So, what is is that different from a, just a normal video? Yeah. So, the shorts is just essentially YouTube's answer to TikTok and Instagram Reels, yep. uh, where it's, it's your vertical video as opposed to the um, like horizontal landscape uh, sort of setup that you yep. usually see on YouTube. And so, it's just short content. It's, it's anything under sixty seconds. Yep. Uh, and and it's relatively similar to to Instagram Reels yep. and TikTok. And what's that idea for? For what sort of content? Like, would you put there? Was what is that? Once again, so the sort of more the insights sort of type content, or you can do those same insights because it can still rank in search, um, where people can search mm. and, and find your short videos. I don't do a ton with shorts, just purely because. I think if you can get long form content to work, where yep. it's like three, four, five minutes, yep. even longer, okay. is is better. Yep. Uh, on YouTube, haven't really seen heaps of success with reels. It yep. really depends. It's probably more uh, not real. Sorry, shorts. Shorts is probably more entertainment. Entertainment. I was saying. thinking that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because my my son watches them right, and yep. and he's ten, and he's watching shorts, yep. and they're all funny. Yeah, and and he'll like, you know, dad, dad, come watch yeah. this one. You know, like you, yeah, you know, but but it, it seems so like it's all sh the, it's kind of that entertainment content and the yeah fast fast entertainment. So I guess if you're, if you're a business owner, you could create some, you know, that side to of your business where it's a bit more funny and a bit more have a bit more fun with it. That would be the place to put that yeah. sort of content. And a lot of people will clip up their long form stuff. Mm. So like yeah, they might have a podcast like this, and they just yeah. clip up lots of short stuff. Yeah, for shorts. Um, we worked with one client for a few months that. He was, you know, created videos about vending machines. Like he owns a bunch of vending machines. Okay. Um, so kind of came full circle, I guess, with my stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and he did, did some, some tips. Yeah, gave <laughs> <laughs> he did some videos that were like educational shorts, and they yep. didn't do that well. But yeah. if he did like a thirty second video, like pulling up to a vending machine, opening yeah. it up, like showing people what's inside, yeah. how much money it's made, yeah, yeah, all of that stuff there. Like he had some of them that had to have like a hundred million views. Yeah. Yeah, some of that insight stuff that, that yeah. people really want to know, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that stuff performs well on other platforms yeah. too, but yeah, haven't done a ton with shorts yet. It's, a, it's it's interesting though. Obviously, you know, these platforms are evolving, right? And, and like, you know, they, they're 
Google's been around for for a long time, right? Yeah. And like uh, I, you know, I just see how that's evolved over the years. And obviously, then they bought YouTube, and obviously, evolving that. It's, it's, yeah. it's an interesting space that, you know, it does keep evolving, and there's obviously opportunities for business owners. But at the end of the day, you got to got to be willing to create that content, right? Yeah. And, and so, what what's some of the things you would say to a business owner? to to get over that fear of creating content what what are some of the things that you teach uh, people you know because you're putting yourself out there yeah the like if you're just getting started and yeah it? just getting like, started now i mean like it, it's like just literally just turning the camera on film some stuff you don't have to post it if yeah. you don't want to but yeah. just like get comfortable of actually speaking to a camera yeah is good um Potentially working with like a coach or or an agency like yep. like yourselves would be useful as well because then you've got a bit of accountability. Yeah. If you're just doing it on your own, like you're not really letting anyone down by yeah. not posting. But yeah. if you've got someone that's like, you know, I said I'd do it by Friday, so I kind of have to. Yeah. Uh, and that could might not even be a coach; it could be a, an accountability partner, yeah, like someone totally. else that might have a completely different business to you, um, or even just a friend of yours that is like also. Might not be an entrepreneur, might not have yeah. a business, yeah. but they might have their own goals and you're like, you know, I'm going to do this yeah. or else, you know, maybe I have to pay them 50 bucks yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. or it's, something like that. Yeah. Like some sort of accountability to just get out there. Keep doing it. And doing it. Yeah. Um, and what about, like, let's talk about equipment and stuff. Like, what do you use? Like, you create some pretty cool videos. What do you use as far as, you know, equipment these days? Like, what are, you know, because a lot of people get stuck on that. Oh, I've got to get this camera and I've got to get that camera. And, yep. you know, uh, even a guy today asked me, do, do you sign waivers for podcasts? Yeah. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yeah. Just start recording them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, I mean, I started out on YouTube just literally with my phone, no lighting, no audio, like it was just, well, like there was audio, but yeah. just from my phone. Yeah. Um, so it was literally just that sitting on a tripod was started out. It's not particularly flash. <laughs> like it was pretty, it was very average. Um, and then I bought a, an expensive camera after that, which was like two and a half grand, uh, thinking it would make a big change to yeah. my videos. And it genuinely did nothing aside yeah. from the fact that when I was recording, I had access to my phone. So if I wanted to show people something on Instagram, like, yeah, yeah. I could have it in my hand and say like, look at this. Classic. Uh, but it did very little. And then I went and bought a light, like a softbox light yeah. for $150. And yeah. it literally made my videos like five times better. Yeah. Because all of a sudden the lighting was crisp. Yeah. And so I would say to most people, lighting and audio is yeah. going to be way more important than like the quality of your camera. Yeah. If you can spend $100 on a nice light or even $50 on a yeah. nice light. Yeah. And then grab a microphone that, you know, starting out, you might spend 50 bucks yeah. on. Um, literally. Go on Trade Me or, or go on um, in Google and just look yeah. for like a lapel mic. Yeah. It's going to cost you very little and that'll increase the quality of your content. Like that'll give you 80% of the way there yeah. for like 20% of the effort. Yeah. And if you want to get that next 20%, then it's probably going to take a lot. Hmm. Uh, like the YouTube videos that I film now is like in a professional studio and yeah. I don't even know what the cameras are, but they're, yeah. they're each probably worth, there's two cameras set up. It's probably worth 10 grand plus. Nice. For the two of them, so like to get that little bit better, it costs a lot, but yeah. you can get most of the way there yeah. with a simple light and a simple microphone and shooting with your phone because nine times out of ten, you'll get the same quality with your phone as a fancy camera yeah. as long as the lighting's good. As long as the lighting's good. Yeah. So that's, that's a good takeaway. And look, we've got to be some soft lights yeah. here. And, and yeah, it's it's an interesting one as well because you know, I've gone and bought all the gear yeah, you know, probably like yourself, right? Yeah. And like now we're shooting this on an iPhone and obviously a Z um, V1, I think it is, or a Z something. And yeah. and yeah, I was looking the other day and I bought out the Kodak ZIA. It was one of the first cameras I ever had. It was like a little flip 
Yeah. Farm phone. Um, um, camera, but it was but it was awesome and the quality was still was 1080p, it was still good, but yeah. they don't actually have to be that expensive even, you know, and I find the expensive cameras are they're hard to use. Like yeah. we've got video shoots happening today and the, all the guys are using either an iPhone or they are using some expensive cameras, but I guarantee you won't be able to tell that much. Yeah. It's it's a crazy how kind of the that technology's evolved, right? And that's um just before you go on to the next one, that's probably another thing that going back to your previous point of people like not starting mm. or not doing it is because like they've put all these barriers up of like I need to have an expensive camera and then to film it's going to take me a while to set it up to figure out the settings all of yeah. that because if you've just got your phone that becomes very easy and removes yeah. a lot of those barriers yeah to to film some content and just yeah. get started yeah just a point how do you plan content because I think that's a, a, you know, a barrier that people get get caught in as well do you have any ways that you plan content so I've pretty much always just had it where I've had some sort of notes app, like either Google Docs or on your phone or, or something like Notion. Yep. And just during the week, during the month, whatever, every time an idea for something pops into my head, whether it be something that um, a client's asked me, like nice. if a client's asked me how to do something, cool, I might just write that down. Yep. If I have a result in my business, so if I had a client that did really well one month, you might write down like how this client gained 1,300 followers in a month. Nice. Uh, and then you might get another one where someone asks you like, you know, how do you create reels on Instagram? Yeah. Um, and so, you, so you're just writing down all these things that people are asking, results you're achieving, yeah. maybe things you're learning, maybe th something you picked out from a book. Nice. And then at the end of the week or the end of the month when you're ready to record content, you've got like 10, 15, 20 yeah. good quality ideas and you haven't really had to think about it. No. Like you're just sort of jotting it down as you go. And then you got good stuff ready to go. Um, I, I like to script my stuff out a little bit more for yep. YouTube. Uh, so I'll, I'll write down like what are the key points I'm going to talk about, yep. all of that there. And do you use, because I've watched a couple of your videos, do, um, do you use a teleprompter or anything? Like, or you just rely on? As of recently, I've started using one. So yep. the past maybe month, I've yep. used a teleprompter. Yep. Up until that, like the three years prior, I just have my computer sort of sat in front yep. of me out of frame. And I'll just sort of read my note nice. off that, look up at the camera, but saves a ton of time having yeah. a teleprompter yeah, because yeah. like if I'm going to record a video that's 10 minutes long, it might have taken me 20 to 25 minutes yep. to record it in the past because yeah. you like look down, you think about what you yeah, say, you true. look up, you say it. If you don't remember it, you redo it. Yeah, yeah. But now just reading it off the teleprompter, it might take 12 or 13 minutes nice. to record. So it's like half as much time. And that setup that you've got, is that someone else's setup or is that your setup? Or Yeah, so I'm using someone else's at the moment. Yeah. Um, it's, nice, it's a nice looking setup too. It's like, it does look yeah. cool. Yeah, well, because I moved to Auckland earlier this year and I was staying with some family and just didn't really have a spot to set up. Yeah. Um, and so I actually went on someone's podcast and then I was like, this is a pretty cool studio. Yeah, and yeah. so they, they said that, um, yeah, they, they do that. And so I nice. started using so, so how cool is that? Like you can go in now. There's no excuses, right? You can yeah. go and find a place. And we were doing this before we put some panels up on the wall, right? Yeah. Um, they, we were using someone else's space as well. So there is no real no barrier. You can go in and get it done. And I think it cost – it cost me about one hundred and fifteen dollars an hour, but if you they if you wanted them to film, it was like two fifty, yeah, which is nothing, right? When you yeah. think of the the content that you could, you know, oh, yeah. get in there and create, um, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty pretty reasonable for you know a business. Yeah. It's part of your business marketing, right? So exactly, yeah. And I mean, you can film it at home. I think because I'd already been creating a lot of stuff. Like if I then filmed it with an average setup, it's like a decrease in what I'm yeah, doing. Totally. Um, but yeah, if you're paying 200 bucks to go shoot some content for an yeah. hour and you can create, I mean, yeah. How many clips would you be able to create in an hour for a client? Like, Planned out well. Like, you can, yeah. Lots, 20, easy, yeah. if not more, you know, like you just keep them going. 
Exactly. And so if you've got 20 clips that you're posting across three different platforms, yeah. like you've got 60 posts and it's an hour and you're paying, yeah, 200 bucks for the studio. Obviously, yeah. you've got to pay for editing and yeah. that stuff too. But like, but you've got content and, yeah. and you don't have to worry about that side of things, right? Yeah. You know, which exactly. a lot of people get caught up on. Hey, let's uh, let's talk about AI because it's a big thing for a lot of business owners. And, and as a young person, um, you must see it and get quite excited. Some people, I, I think there's two sides of where people see AI leaning. Some people are really freaked out about it. And I know some um, social media companies and, and that are freaked out about it and agencies are freaked out about it. About it, I personally sit on the. I guess there's in the middle. Uh, I see great opportunities for leverage, and I see some of the stuff that we're doing and using the tools to really, you know, grow our business and grow our clients' business using it. And obviously, there's some bad stuff happening back in the background with it as well. But where do you see AI landing, and, and you know, like even for your for what you do in, in, in the coming years? So. I'm probably in a similar position to be honest. Mm. Like I think there's I think it definitely could get pretty scary. Mm. Like what what it will be capable of in a year's time, five years' time, mm. ten years' time. Like if you look at how quickly it's grown over the past twelve months. Yeah. And it's only gonna increase its speed yeah. of development. It could get pretty scary, but there's also not a lot that we can do to really stop no. that. No. And so I'm sort of of the opinion that figure out like what tools are gonna be useful to yeah. yourself and your business where you can um where you can save time. I think I saw a, a clip that you posted recently where it was like you were encouraging your employees to learn how they could like save an hour yeah. with it. Yeah. Um, and so those little tasks there is, is a pretty good way to go about it, like figure yeah. out how you can take a task that you already do. Like for example, adding subtitles to videos. Mm. Um, there's now AI tools where you can just plug in um, yeah. those those subtitles. Well, yeah, we'll plug in your videos mm. and subtitles come out. Um, I've even been I've been doing some boxing sessions with um, a guy in Auckland, uh, and we'll film them, and then we'll just put them unlisted on YouTube, and so so that means it's like not available for yep. the general public to look at, and we just put the link into a tool called Get Munch, yep. um, and nice. then it'll spit out like 20, 20 reels. So all yep. we have to do is literally just have the phone sitting in the corner yeah. whilst we're doing a session, leave it running for 30 minutes, chuck it into this tool, and then he's got like 20, 30 clips that yeah. are, like they select the clips, they do all yeah. of that. So it saves a ton of time. Yeah. Um, we've been using that product. There's a couple of other uh, AI products with, with that we've been using, but that get much with, I wrote to them actually, because oh, yeah? it was, it wasn't that good. Yeah. And, and when I first used it, and it was, because uh, obviously I shot a 16 minute video yeah. and put it in, it was an eight minute video, sorry, and they gave me 16 clips and it was all, they were all, they were pretty rubbish. Yeah. Um, they were low coherency. So then I wrote to them and talked to them or emailed them and sent and they were like, came back to me and said, oh, and actually, um, and what this one thing I've noticed with AI as well, but they came back to me and they said, hey, um, stick with it. We're just doing an update. Yeah. And so I think it was like a month later or three weeks later, I did, and it was so much better. Yeah. And, and then, so you can start to see the coherency of the videos are heaps better. Yeah. You know, the AI is learning. And this is not something I've learned with AI. You put shit in, shit out, but also AI learns fast. Yeah. So go back and train it and use it more and more, and, and it def definitely gets better and better. So, yeah, that's definitely – I think – it's an interesting one because for me, I'm all about, okay, how do we use it to save time? Yeah. Um, and and we actually, at the moment, we've got a thing going where people in the team, if you can document and save an hour, we'll put $500 into the Christmas fund, right? Uh, bonus fund. Nice. So people are focused on, the teams are focused on how do we use it to save time? Yeah. Little things come up, you know, like we 
go and take photo shoots today, right? So we, you, we use an AI now to sort through those photos. Yeah. We don't go through them individually ourselves. And yeah. them, the AI does it, you know? Yeah. And that saves time. Like it's a two hours normally that now it's down to seconds. Yeah. You know? Um, so I think think that's, you know, and, and I think for business owners, if, if anything, you start you need to start having that conversation about it. And yeah. I guess that's my big message because you need to have the conversations about it because it's happening whether you like it or not. Yeah, exactly. You know? So you're either you're either going to get massively left behind, or or you know you like or you join the party and, and get involved. Yeah, I think I can't remember who said the quote. It was it was someone along. It was maybe Alex Formosi or Naval mm. Ravikant or someone like that. Uh, and and they essentially were saying like. AI will not replace you, but someone using AI will. Yeah. So, like, yeah. you're not going to get replaced by just AI doing yeah. everything. Yeah. But the person, the photographer, like you say, that uses AI to sort through all of those photos has now all of a sudden got two hours free that the person who doesn't yeah. Yeah. doesn't have. Yeah. And then maybe they use some sort of AI tool to, like, help edit it a little yeah. bit quicker. And so all of a sudden they went from doing an hour photo shoot in the morning and spending all day sorting and editing photos. Now they might be able to do six hour-long photo yeah. sessions. And AI does everything else. Yeah. And if you're doing six times as many sessions as your competitor, like it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be a pretty big difference. I think that's the exciting part. And I kinda of had a back and two forward like when I'm doing a lunch and learn argument with someone about it and it's like, seriously, the AI will learn how you wanna order uh, yeah. how you wanna edit. You know, you yeah. and the AI will work together on this yeah. and you'll prov- you'll create a, a better product. And the, my videographer, he was like he was like, Scott, this is so amazing, this is so amazing. Yeah. But this one person couldn't really get it. They didn't really understand that that this is working together. It's not just AI, but it's the human intelligence as well to create the super intelligence. And I yeah. think that's the if you if you can just open your mindset to that. Yeah. Um. You, you know, you, you're going to go a long way with with using AI. Any other any other thoughts on AI? Um. I I want to dive into it more uh, in the future. Like I, I've used it a bit. Have um, you found your voice yet? Nah, I haven't. But I have seen people <laughs> that have done that, eh? and they're creating yeah. reels that like, yeah. looks like their face and yeah. sounds like their voice. Some crazy stuff happening there. That stuff's pretty scary. We've pretty much just been using the basics of like video editing tools, so mm-hmm. like Get Munch, uh, another one, Sub Magic. Uh, yeah, Sub Magic's nice. Um. Opus Opus Pro or something. Yeah. That one was okay, but that one was kind of weird because like Get Munch would take like a fifteen second clip from your video. Yeah. But Opus Pro would take like a two second clip, add in another two second clip. And so it was like almost merging content uh, together. Which in some ways if it paid off worked really, really well. Yeah. But more often than not, it just came out really out yeah. of context. Yeah, yeah. But all these like keywords in it. Yeah. Um and then just like the basics of chat GPT and so on to nice. Even just come up with content ideas, uh, and like you're saying with Get Munch, like you sort of use it, and then you you pick through what's good, yeah, and you tell them like this is the good stuff, and yeah. you do more of that. Yeah, same with ChatGPT, like yeah. you can maybe you ask it maybe the tire store, you say you're a tire store, what's like fifty pieces of content I can create, and maybe half of them are awful, and it's yeah. like, but you've just got twenty five that are great, are great, <laughs> yeah, that you can so, use, right? And it took you thirty seconds mm. to do totally, yeah. yeah. So so. Working together, you know. I think yeah. I started saying it's you, the AI credit, credit as your assistant, right? Think yeah. as of your assistant, you know. How would you treat an assistant that, that's going to work twenty four seven for you, yeah. right? Like that, it's there for you. Hey, this has been a great chat. I just wanted a couple of things. You owned a a, a quote, um, uh, a, a Facebook, uh, sorry, Instagram group. What, what's your, what's your favorite quote? Do you have a favorite quote that you that you live by? Not rare. Uh, maybe if I th- had a bit of thinking about it, but nothing off the top of my head. What about books? Really? 
Um, you mentioned Rich Dad Poor Dad. What's Rich Dad Poor Dad? It was is like a good one on the fundamentals. Although I probably wouldn't listen to anything he says nowadays because <laughs> he's sort of one of those guys who's yeah, been yeah. like the last six years he's told so everyone. Crash. <laughs> yeah, and so like eventually he's going to be right. Yeah, exactly. Um, but. <laughs> I don't know. I was reading a book on the plane here this morning, which I've probably read about 10, 15 times, yep. and that's The Almanac of Naval Ravikant. Okay. That's probably one of the best books out there. Nice. Um, and then anything Alex Mosey. So yeah. I think he's about to drop his yeah. second book. He's got $100 million offers. Yeah. I think $100 million leads is coming out uh, probably by the time his podcast is out. Yeah. His stuff's awesome. So those two uh, are pretty good. What do you like about Alex's stuff? What's your What's your biggest you know, learning from him? I think he's just really analytical with his stuff. Like he doesn't bring a lot of like preconceived ideas into mm. what he's thinking. Like he doesn't think like this is how it's always been done, so that's how it should be done. Yeah, yeah. He seems to come at everything with a really fresh approach and sort yeah. of just tries everything and then yeah. it's like this works well, so let's double down. And yeah, he probably calls you out on a lot of stuff as well. Yeah, like yeah. Half the time I'm watching yeah. stuff and he's like, you know, why aren't you doing this and why yeah. aren't you doing this better? And it's like he posted a YouTube video the other day and he was sort of telling people like, Again, instead of trying to do all of these different things, like what if you just picked the one thing that you did well and made it better? Yeah. Like you followed up with people quicker. Yeah. You made them a better offer. You got them better results. And you just like, why aren't you just doing the basics really, really yeah. well? Yeah. Um, instead of like trying to do all these different things. That's one, one, thing I, one thing I learned in Miami. And when you see these guys who had sold this business. Yeah. And everyone kept asking me a question about it. And, and he said, like, just go into such and such, like the, the group that we're in. Go to access such and such, and he goes, start at the top and go to the bottom and do yep. the basics. Yep. And and I watched that video from from Alex as well, and I love what he talked about was better. You know, yep. it's all about being better. It's not about new. Yeah, it's about better. And I think that's a, a really good, um, you know, takeaway for any business owner, especially online though, because you see so many opportunities, you see so many things you could be doing, right? Yeah. And it's actually okay. What about just being better? You yeah. know, what are we not maximizing? right yeah. now you know now uh, and that's one of the reasons we're just about to hire for a new position is actually just to do some of those basics really really well really really well you know yeah. like we've got to so we've got so far and we're going really well but what if we just came back a bit and just did all these other basics yeah even better you know exactly um so yeah it's an interesting time i i really like his i really like his um his his first book yeah. um i think that you know but the i love his promotion from this book yeah he's like, gone hard, he's gone yeah. hard. like he's really you know there's lessons just in the way he's promoting right yeah and and even with that like doing the basics is that that what is it bruce lee or someone that's like you're not fair fearing the person who's done a thousand yeah. punches yeah. once but the person that's done one a thousand times yeah yeah even if like bringing it back to football, like Messi, he's not doing all these fancy tricks. He just can do what he does really well. He doesn't. He's not doing all these step overs. He's not doing all these crazy flicks. He can just dribble with the ball really yeah. well. He just yeah. keeps it by his foot. He just yeah. does the simple stuff exceptionally well. Exceptionally well. And that's a you know, I guess for business owners, when it comes to marketing uh, their business, you know, there's some things that they they will already have working. Yeah, that they've stopped doing. Yeah, you know, and that's one thing we find all the time is like, oh, I was talking to a guy the other day, and 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 that's one of his strategy sessions, and he mentioned a podcast, and yep. and he'd stopped promoting it. And I was like, dude, you you're like, this is an industry podcast. Yeah, you want more people from the industry to deal with you, like, start getting that out again, right? Yeah. Start spending some money promoting. Like, he'd yeah. done twelve of them, and they were really good as far as the people he'd had on. 
Yeah. And for me, it was kind of a no-brainer, but I guess for some people, it, it, you know, and you might you must get this all the time when they come to you, you, you because you've been doing this 24-7 for seven, eight, nine years, yeah. you see things naturally that they're not doing. Yeah. So I'm going to finish this. Give me five things that you see that business owners aren't doing with their social media that they should be doing. All right. I mean, the first one is literally, like you're saying, like just putting up content. <laughs> like yep. too many of them just aren't doing yep. it yep. Um, or they aren't doing it consistently enough. The second one is probably focusing on the people you're trying to reach instead of like yourself. Mm-hmm. So like how can you create stuff that's going to be useful for the people you want to reach? Like if your social media is like a passion project, then it's cool to like yep. sort of do what you like yep. or what makes you happy and, and you don't want to do stuff that makes you miserable. But you do want to focus on like, what's going to serve the people I'm trying to reach okay. if serve it is a, a, a business that you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Third one is probably, and maybe this is counterintuitive for some stuff I've said, but like not going too deep on the hacks side okay. of things. Yep. Like just like I, I see so many people that get so caught up on like trying to use the perfect hashtag in their post and trying to have like the perfect minute of the day to post their content. Whereas if you sort of did the that stuff like okay, like you know, you sort of figure out if you post in the afternoon mm. so it's best and if you use a handful of hashtags that are relevant to your stuff takes you two, three minutes to think of. Yeah. And then just get out good stuff. Get out good stuff. Get Instead of getting, overthinking it. Getting out more volume helps rather Always. than then just like, yes, yeah. you, you do hear like, oh, you got to have this hack or you, I mean, this, you hear a hack, it's got to be this hashtag and you got to post in this time. And yeah, like, nah, just getting more volume out. The more volume you can do, assuming the quality of it of doesn't quality. drop, yeah. uh, is, is best. I'd probably say another tip is like one of, so what's this, fourth, four, I guess, four, yeah. would be to put majority of your focus onto one platform okay. and try and, because like to get momentum on any platform takes a bit of time and a bit yeah. of effort. Yeah. Uh, I would find if you focus, if you focus on one platform, it probably still takes you like two to three months organically okay. to get results. Yep. And so if you're splitting that attention over four or five platforms, it's yep. going to take a while. If you really hammer one, build a bit of an audience and then you start like adding the next ones in can okay. be quite useful yep. or maybe you you focus on one and you're still chucking content up on the others but yep. like you know you're, you're focusing on really learning how instagram works or youtube or tiktok or yep. whatever um you, you'll get quicker results nice and then the fifth one is, is probably don't be too upset if a video doesn't do well and yeah. don't let that like get you down too much because some stuff just isn't going to perform well. Yeah, I'll create videos. I've been doing this a long, long time, and I'll create videos that I think are going to be awesome, and then it turns out, and like no one watches them. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then it's true, right? Yeah, and and I mean to add to to what you're saying earlier about like things that or or that are doing the simple things better. Like I make that mistake all the time as well. Like I'm definitely not trying to sit here and act like I'm perfect at that. Yeah. Because um, I do it all the time as well. And I think even Alex mentioned in that video. Yeah. Like he himself will tell other people to do stuff and then realize that he's not doing that himself yeah. yet. And he's like, if you just coached, if you coached just thought, yourself, yeah. yeah, of what you would say to yeah. someone else, yeah, and then you did it yourself, yeah, would it would help so much yeah. as well. I've caught um, myself a few times doing that. Yeah. And like I wrote that down. I was like, I probably should be doing that myself. Yeah. And we've had that with clients where like they'll come and, and they'll pay, they'll get us to do stuff like to, to help them grow. And a lot of the time it's almost just telling them to do what they thought they should do, but they've just held yeah. themselves back from yeah. doing for whatever reason. They've yeah. made up an excuse or they don't back themselves. Yeah. And it's just telling them like, just do that. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> it'll work. Yeah, it'll work. Yeah. Okay. So 
It's probably the other one. Back yourself. Back yourself. Yeah. I like it. Hey, man, this has been an awesome chat. I really appreciate you coming and sharing with the audience. Um, look, where can people find out more about you and and, and how you can help business owners? And, and obviously, you know, like uh, you, you've obviously got free courses and stuff and we'll link to that sort of stuff. But, you know, how do people contact you? Uh, so pretty much Josh Ryan everywhere on social media, YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn uh, are probably the main three. YouTube's probably where you get the most value. Yeah. Uh, and... Yeah, tons of free stuff. Pretty much everything is free. We're focusing on at yeah. the moment now, yeah. to be honest. And what and what does a where does a like what's a perfect client for you? Well, who would you love to you know turn up at your door if you could? Typically, we work with anything like educational and the yeah. sort of service slash consulting space. Okay. Uh, so we work with we actually work with a few other marketing agencies uh, yeah. and help them with with getting clients. We work with a few consultants, a few few coaches. Um, even like investment professionals that nice. are trying to anything sort of in that B to B a lot of the time uh, that can create educational stuff. We don't work with like a lot of say like e-commerce businesses that might have physical products yeah. or not many local businesses because it's not as good for organic. It's you probably want more ads yeah. as you guys have seen. Yeah, um, but yeah. Awesome. All right. Hey, Josh, I really appreciate you coming in and and spending some time with us. Uh, It's been great uh, chatting to you. I've learned a lot here today and and I know the viewers and listeners will as well. So appreciate your time. Thanks for listening. Um, We've got some great episodes coming up as well, but uh, do Josh a follow. Go follow him. You'll learn a lot. He's a young kid, um, but I can tell you what, I've been doing sales and marketing now for 25 years and and look, I've got a lot of gray hair to to know I've got a bit of experience in this game. And I know a lot of young people doing some stuff online, but this kid's the real deal. Um, so make sure you go follow him and, and learn from him, dig into some of his free stuff and then uh, give him a call and do some business with him. All right, guys, thanks for your time. Have a great day. Cheers for having me. Hi, Scholson here again. Hey, thanks for listening to the Marketing for Business podcast. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to listen and we hope that you learned a lot from today's episode. Uh, if you could be so kind as to rate and share the podcast with your other business friends and colleagues, that'd be awesome. And if you'd like to listen to more episodes, why don't you head over to our website, www.getdigitalinfluence.com, where we've got a whole bunch of other amazing interviews with business owners. Thanks for your time, and have a great day.